You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You know, back in my day, when siblings wanted to play games with each other, we had your Connect Fours, your Tic-Tac-Toes, and your, your card game of war. Not this goddamn slap in the faces that the millennials and the Gen Zers and all these people, and alcoholics evidently, play these days with this game called Slap Face just hitting your brother left and right. And I just don't understand it as an old, old man to the ripe old age of 37. Hey everybody, this is Wright uh, with Screener Squad, and today we're reviewing the new film uh, that's premiering on Shudder called Slap Face. And with me today to talk about this new horror film, I have Luane. You mean Relationship Red Flags, the movie? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, there's a lot of issues. Why we one? Why do this? Uh, we also have Marco. Ahoy, ahoy. And we have Tessa. Hello. So, Slapface is a film about uh, written and directed by Jeremiah Kipp, who's kind of prolific with a lot of short films that he's been doing since like 2012 now. And this is actually based on a 2018 short film called Slapface. And I guess he wanted to expand it into something that was. Uh, like the more of the relationship between the siblings is actually way more disturbing than the the urban legend of the monster that whatever the hell it is uh, that we actually encounter in the film. And it stars two brothers, one older, Mike Manning uh, as Tom and August Maturo as the younger brother as Lucas. And uh, they live in kind of squalor, but like in a home by themselves. Both their parents, at least their mom, uh, just recently passed away, and both their parents are dead now. And so it's up to Mike or up to Tom to raise Lucas on his own. And Lucas is just not having a great go at, uh, well, life in general and school and even with uh, being bullied by, uh, which I would say is kind of a great casting, these twins, uh, mm-hmm. these girls that are just, like, <laughs> n- for no reason wanting to kick the living Christ out of them. And, uh, because they can. Because they can. They're just, like, those big, like, hefty girls just like, yeah, let's fucking get them. And, uh, <laughs> and I kind of liked that part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is an interesting choice to make women bullies. Like, in 2022, yes. like, anything yeah. can... <laughs> and it, it kind of felt like Coen Brothers-esque in a way where they just had these... Just two glaring, like, again, identical twins be these bullies. And I was like, ah, that's a good touch. And uh, they also have uh, a younger uh, friend uh, played by Mirabella Lee as uh, Moira, who is also sort of a love interest to Lucas as well, like secretly um, a young love, you could say. And anyway, um, they bully enough, uh, bully Lucas enough to go into this kind of abandoned um school slash asylum slash uh, honestly great locale that the location director found 
Uh, it's never really established <laughs> of what it is, but I'm like, hey, I see you, and you did a great job of finding this uh, dilapidated building. Yes. And Lucas encounters basically. Um, it's not Slender Man. It's not uh, the Empty Man. It is. I don't know what it is. The it's not Slapface. Witch. The, the Virago, Virago Witch. Yeah. yeah, the Virago Witch. In the short, it's an ogre. It's that's how. Oh, it's, it's an described. ogre, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, let's talk one minute more about like the plot because. Uh, Tom, the older brother, is also kind of a drunken asshole who, Kinda. for whatever reason, I didn't play this with my sister um, because, honestly, she would slap the Christ out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but they played this game basically to connect with each other the, like, and to kind of expel their feelings about how, you know, not great they're feeling that that day and they play slap face where they just go back and forth slapping each other in the face and they're just like you know we got to be tough and like slap each other in the face and i have never uh heard of this i guess i'm not a a, a man or something i like i don't understand <laughs> where this come from is is this the urban urban legend like you know there are some siblings out there that slap the shit out of each other just to get closer to one another. I'm like, oh my God, give me the Viragu witch or whatever. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get the witch me already. <laughs> just give me the witch. I mean, Anyway, yeah. Lucas and the witch do become sort of friends in a way, and you see another side of this kind of boogeyman-esque uh, craze, which this is what I was talking about with Luane um, off mic, is that this movie seems a little, like, too late to the game. Like, it's yeah. about two to three years late uh, to, like, The Empty Man and then uh, all the other stuff that I've been probably talking about. But uh, I would love to know what you guys think about this. Uh, Tessa, why don't you start us off? When the Virago witch initially shows up, um, and she just kind of, like, grabs the kid. What's his name? Lucas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just grabs him, picks him up, and kind of, like, hugs him and shakes him fiercely. And I'm like, is she the hug wolf from Adventure Time? <laughs> like, what is this? Um, what is her What is her MO? What's her deal? Um, but, yeah, they were playing slap face, I guess, kind of, like, also as, like, penance or punishment or, like, a ritual kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was just this whole, like... I don't know. It was a weird mantra for them, but it was also like when one of them did something wrong, they would do it to kind of like just get the demons out, get get the emotions out, boys. Yeah, uh, we can't be having those emotions. Got to slap them right out of you. It, it did feel a little evangelical in a way when like they would heal you and they slap you across the face or push you on the the head or whatever like that. I'm like, okay, I guess so, but this is like dumpy and weird. Luane, what what did you think about the film? I wasn't kidding about the red flags thing. I mean, the the brother is pretty oh, obvious. You in never a lot joke. Of ways, I know that, right? <laughs> but like, when he picks up the woman from the bar and brings her home, and now I don't know about you, but if I'm laying in bed with a stranger and they pull out a gun and they're like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I'd be like, "No," and I'm not going to see it now. Bye. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And you know, there's there's all kind, of, and that's the other problem. I don't know if this was the point of the movie, but there's this whole thing about generational violence and 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 stuff mm. that kind of runs through it and how like Lucas doesn't realize this is not how normal people behave. Right. Because there's one bit where he's sort of flirting a little with with this girl that he's interested in and I can that's another thing. Hey, you want to play slap face is not a good way to flirt. 
I mean, but that's he, how he, with my girlfriend, we've been together for me. five and a half years. So it's like... <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just say it has not been an effective thing for me. Um, you got to change the game up, baby. I guess. But, You're going but... to the wrong bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get to go to bars anymore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but like, no. but like, no, it just, it, it feels like there's clearly meant to be something. I don't know if it's literally personal. I hope not, because some of the stuff I'm probably going to say about this movie, but but it feels like there's that element to it. Like it's there's there's clearly some symbolism that I'm probably just missing because this is not personal enough for me. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a there's a scene where Dan Hadaya, as like the local sheriff, brings the kid to his older brother. He's like he's been in trouble again. I can't keep giving you the get out of jail free card. And I kept thinking, hey, you know what? If you really like their mom the way you talk about their mom, put the kid in the system. Then CPS has to check everything out. And then we go from there. You're yeah. not helping him by sending him back to the house with his brother. It's that small town mentality thing, though. I That's what they, I would assume the writing director would kind of just like, well, that's just how things go in bumfuck Slapfaceville. And uh, I, I guess, but they have like 400 <laughs> cops. How small is this town? Hey, man, it's it's a new world. You got to have a lot of police out there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Marco, what did you think about Shudder's Slapface? I think a lot of people have said a lot of things uh, about other parts of the movie. So I guess I just want to focus on that. I liked a lot of like the characters, the way they were introduced, like you get mm-hmm. a cool witch, you get a brother that's trying his best, but um, I mean, he's in a bad place too. What is he like? Nineteen, trying to take care, or twenty-one? Barely. That man is nineteen. Yeah, I I didn't get that he was old. I got no. that he was like twenty, twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, I got kind of like a an early twenties, mid twenties kind of vibe. I don't know, just like the way that he he does look, and I'm just like, you know what? If you told me that he was thirty-two, I'd be like, man, he needs to get his life together. Uh, but like, it also wouldn't shock me either. You get cool witch. You get um, Dan Hedaya. What is it? Uh, the little boy exploring the woods. Even the bullies are interesting characters for what they're yeah. supposed to be. Uh, the love interest that's on the other side. But for some reason, there's just not a great story here. Like every, even the sheriff was interesting. But yeah, he's in it like three scenes. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah. he he was like an interesting character to introduce, and I was like, ah, he's gonna be the the voice of reason and all this. Nope, nothing, none of this story plays out the way you think it will. Not no. one thing. And I, I think because uh, I, I do want to say a couple of good things about this movie because I don't think it was necessarily you know, it's not bad or anything. I think to, to your point is that it didn't utilize the story well enough, and it has such a, like a flimsy. Like I, I think I just like actually hate the title. I just wish it wasn't called that. And because uh, it's kind of you know, I'm yeah. sorry, Jeremiah Kip, if you listen to this, it's not a good title. And also, you your uh, assumption that people play this game or even know what the hell this is, it's like actually kind of a big turnoff. And but then again, if that's what you're trying to convey with these characters, I kind of get it. It's just like. I don't know. It's not, and also, why the hell is there a witch? Like, I'd much rather see a film that was really about like a psychologically damaged kid, and like, there's no supernatural or like, crazy shit going on. It's just like, 
you know, maybe has like kind of Stockholm syndrome, like he wants to leave, but he can't because his his older brother is the only person there with him left. And I'm like, okay, I could see how that's going. But um, I feel like you just want to watch the pit. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh. You know, guys, I think we reviewed the pit together. <laughs> well, uh, the pit is a, is a great film on another podcast called Trash in the Can. Uh, we did it <laughs> earlier on in our uh, old run, but now you can listen to new episodes on oneofus.net. Nice, nice plug, right? Well done. Thank you. Well done. Seamless. So, Seamless. But the, the other, the, I will say that it was shot well i thought it was shot really well and uh, and i don't think the, uh, i think the acting was actually pretty good i liked uh liba bearer who played anna which was tom's girlfriend uh, who but this leads me to something else the editing though i thought was really shoddy and weird and it was going i couldn't tell where people were sometimes and i didn't i couldn't tell when things were the, the, when when tom meets anna and uh, and it seems like it's going very downhill in the conversation because the Dan Hedaya's character comes in like, oh, well, I guess that's like that was she was just an extra or something like that. It had a couple lines and like, no, they slept together. And now they're a girlfriend and boyfriend. I'm like, wait, what? Like, how did how did that all happen? I don't know. What, what do you guys think about the at least the technical side of the film? I mean, you're right. You're um, it's very shoddy the way that it just drops you. Like, it's like, hey, you should pick up your brother. Drop. You're in the bar and your brother, you're asking your brother to leave. Does anything happen at the bar? Nope. You're going to be dropped into the next scene right after that. I feel like you could just like, speaking of like editing, you could just change the music to this and it would turn into something totally different, like into a buddy romp. Little Lucas was all alone until <laughs> abandoned building witch, you know, like this is a very uh, a dark uh, sequel prequel to Drop Dead Fred is all I'm saying. Okay. So this, this movie does something different with the urban legend monster. It it actually has a connection with Lucas and they again become like friends in a way or like the older sibling that it really, that Lucas really needs and wants, even though it's like, it's feral and you know, wants to break shit and murder people. I wondered about that transition from being an ogre in, in the short film to the witch in this one. And I wonder if it's also a mother figure issue. Oh yeah. Element of it too. Mm -hmm. Because it's, the mother is, and this is one of those things, I mean, she's she's dead when the movie starts, mm -hmm. but everybody talks about her, and everybody talks about how awesome she is. Even the sheriff, I'm like, is this is there going to be a part here where you tell me that you're actually Lucas's father, Sheriff Hadaya? Because he mentions more than once that he really loved their mom. Yeah, or even like the, the witch was maybe like a reincarnation of sure. the mother or something like that or that it just feels like it uh it's awfully convenient there just happens to be a witch down the road from their house and like what and uh <laughs> it's so uh and okay be, before we wrap things up too now I, we don't want to spoil anything but i think it's it is um it deserves to be talked about a little bit so let's try to keep it as vague as possible but what did you guys think about the end of the film? Because the end makes a point, but doesn't. And I, 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 so please. I'm not sure that the rest of the movie supports that, I, you know, that perception of the ending. But I don't want to go back and watch it to double check. <laughs> that That is a really good point because it, it 
the way that it does end is like, hey, it's just like a Nolan movie. You got to watch it again to figure out what actually happened. No. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you don't want to do that. I don't, I don't think you'll learn anything if you watch it again. You're, you're still left with the same confusion. I don't know. It doesn't know how to end in a way. So it's just like, here's a rampage scene where everyone else gets cause kind of their comeuppance. Well, not, not comeuppance. It's kind of worse than that. Because the one character is actually mean doesn't nothing actually happen to them mm-hmm. yep right yeah that's right <laughs> well speaking of not knowing how to end tessa why don't you lead the way into our final thoughts and uh <laughs> oh sure thanks thanks for uh throwing me under the witch bus no i'm kidding um i i feel like i feel like the ending was kind of i don't know i feel like it was telegraphed a little bit and i didn't think it was that much of a surprise yeah um i thought the acting was okay some some were stronger than others. Some scenes I thought were a little forced and belabored, like the uh, boyfriend-girlfriend parental uh, uh, conversations I thought were a bit, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really dig them. I thought they were a little bad is the word. Bad it, is the word. It was forced. Like, she's his girlfriend. Like, if you're just started, like, dating someone, you're not going to tell them how to, like, raise their brother, you know? Anyways. Um... Yeah, I would uh I would say there's no standout performances and uh did you guys have any thoughts about the ending credits song? It was yeah, not great. Um oh, no. I turned it off before then. I'm sorry. Turn down the voices. Mr. Uh, Snap face in the monster witch Yeah, it was, it, was, it was not good. Not great. Uh I don't know if the ending song was done by the director or one of his friends, but it was it was really 90s. It was pretty bad. Um, also, what is the age cutoff for bathing with a parent or a witch? Because I feel like that kid probably was past that. Um, oh, man. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I feel like the mask, the witch mask uh, was very good. Um, the makeup on the hands was a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. With, like the painting effects of like what they did with her hands and her nails. Um I don't know. There was there were some things that were working and some things that weren't working for this. So I'm going to give it a five out of ten creepy bats. <laughs> That's one too many creepy bats. Um, uh, Marco, how about you go next, please? Um, since Tessa like went into the thing, I, there's something that this monster did that I don't see that often. She had like random keychains and bullshit around her chest or like this area that I was like. That's actually kind of cool to see when it's covered in grime. Like that that was a cool monster effect. Yeah. Other than that, like I said, I liked the the characters. I like um, the way that it it introduced itself, but I just don't like the way the movie goes. Overall, it's just kind of like a confusing Twilight Zone episode where you're just like, ah, don't need to see this one again. Yep. But, uh, I mean, they tried, so I'll give it three and a half dead dogs. Out of <laughs> what? Ten. Ten? Oh. Uh, Luane, what are your final thoughts? It looks good. It sounds good. <laughs> the actors are fine. Creatures believable in a sense. Um, I think it's okay. And I know it sounds like we're kind of shitting on this movie a lot, and we we kind of are. But I am curious to see what this director will do um, for his next film. But I think it might be to his advantage to find somebody else to do the script. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think most of the technical stuff is at least on its way. I think that the, the, the story or the writing is probably where it's the weakest. And I don't know if that's an issue of time or, or, or what it is. Um, so it gets some points on for technical stuff and gets some off for some other things. So it's a little above right in the middle at three out of five visits from child protection that should have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least. At least. Um, I, I agree with all, all of you in, in multiple ways. And I, um, I am interested to see what this guy does next, but more just in the directing side of it. And, um, and given a script that has a, a lot more fleshed out one of a story and plot, but also giving the chance to expand upon these characters even more so rather than just sticking to one, like, you know, interesting idea of uh, playing a game that just slaps the shit out of each other. And, uh, cause I, I honestly think that the Tom character, the older brother could be a really fascinating character to go into, but it just doesn't really give him the chance to do so. Cause it sticks so much to Lucas, which you kind of get Lucas like, like after five minutes, like, okay, I got his character. There's not a whole lot else that you're really doing here except for having that older either mother figure or older sibling figure that he actually does want. Like, got it, and that's about it. They, they kind of ship uh, the brother away for most of the movie. Like, they, what they was do. his job? He's like a construction <laughs> it's, worker, it's a like a day laborer thing. Kind. Yeah. But they never said what his job... No. Well, there's a lot of things they don't Th- say. That's a show-not-tell <laughs> bit, I guess you're supposed to have been shown. So, I, uh, I I really think that also again the the editing was very weird and uh, and real choppy, which was quite unfortunate. Um, but again, it might be because of the scheduling or whatever the hell was happening. So, God only knows. But for what they did um, with probably the budget and uh, and going to Shutter at least and the pedigree that this guy has, I'm I'm happy for it in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like I'm looking forward to see what you do next. Um, but. Uh, in the end, I'm going to give this. Oh God, I don't even know what the hell I'm going to give it. I know it's um, um, five out of ten um, portraits that you th- throw on the ground, which was like I've never seen a monster do something like that, but with so much glee. And uh, I was like, oh, that's. I will say the one th- this one thing about this is that I have not seen a monster do some of these things ever before. It's like, all right, you got something right there. That's okay. I mean, the dancing was pretty weird when it's just like, oh, look at the monster dance randomly. I th- yeah, I, a I, very <laughs> serious monster dance. Um, a very serious monster mash. 